Holiday tips and wine stories from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine and More. Did you know there are over one million bubbles in a glass of champagne? Here's to a whole lot of celebrating. Crisp whites like a floral Sauvignon Blanc pairs perfectly with shrimp cocktail and other light appetizers. Now that's how you kick off a holiday meal. Don't stress about choosing the right wine for a meaningful gift. Consider me your wine concierge. As you check off that gift list this holiday season, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection at Total Wine and More. Cheers. Motorcycle Madhouse, presented by Insane Throttle Biker News, hosted by none other than everyone's favorite online personality, the thorn in every Leo side. Oh my god, this girl's really turning me on. James Hollywood Machikari and his partner in crime, Double Barrel. How you guys doing? This is James Hollywood Machikari, and welcome to this live edition of Motorcycle Madhouse. Today we're going to be talking with Ryan. He is the biker who was filmed during an episode of Live PD. Yes, that uh, new knockoff of the cop show in uh, the 1990s. His picture's been uh, making the rounds on the internet with people pushing the narrative the Green County uh police department put out there they claimed during the shoot it was most likely a drug overdose as always the cops were wrong we're going to have Ryan joining us to tell us what the real cause of his medical emergency was again if you don't know what the live PD is and I'm not one who watches them kind of shows but it's uh, from A&E and on their uh, website, this is what their show is supposed to be about here. I guess it has new episodes every Friday and Saturday at 9 o'clock p.m. Uh, anybody who wants to watch it, I bet it's just uh, Ryan Erlacher and his Leo buddies, but it's not something I'd watch. But uh, it states from a you know everything from DUI checkpoints to high-speed chases, bar fights to gang shootings, domestic disputes to drug busts. A and E's documentary series is there to capture it all, you know. And then they go on and put as the debate over the policing of American continues to be part of the daily conversation across the nation. You think? Uh, live PD viewers get unfeathered and unfiltered live access into uh, a variety of the country's biggest, busiest police force, both urban and rural. So, uh, yeah, like I said, it's basically a cop's uh, knockoff from the 1990s. And you know what? Personally, I think it's A&E's attempt to put police in a good light. You know, never mind those in the videos don't get any apologies from the makers of the series, or the cops for that matter, for, you know, things that they say on that, and, you know, they don't follow up and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, that's kind of what happened with Ryan in that case. And uh, we're going to give him a ring up here real quick and uh, talk to him and uh, bring him on and uh, let's interview him. So let uh, give me a second here. I'm going to connect with him. Got to love this Skype. Hello? Ryan, how you doing? This is James Hollywood Machikari over at Motorcycle Madhouse. I'm doing good. 
That's good, man. You're live on the air right now, and I gave the audience uh, a brief overview of the topic we're going to be talking about today. Uh, basically, it comes down to motorcycle profiling, and you're a good case, if any, about uh, how you were treated on that show. Uh, can you uh, give us, a, you know, when did this happen and what happened and all that that went down? Basically, I had left the gym and started going towards a friend's house. And I started to go under a seizure at that point. And I was trying to contact everyone that I was going through a, a tough scenario and was trying to get someone to help me at that point. Okay. When did the, did this uh, show, it's already been uh, shown on TV already, I'm taking it? Uh, I haven't heard officially, but yes. Okay. And you were ba- you were basically walking around, you were having, you know, and this is something that I understand because I actually have seizures and epilepsy, so I know how you, you know, they kind of jump out at you and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, who ended up calling the ambulance, do you know? Green County PD. The Green County PD, so they were the first on the scene when all this went down? Yes. Okay. And what is your understanding of what they said on air? Because, you know, right now, everybody out there thinks it was a drug overdose. That That's what they tried to say, but they, the actual doctors said that I went through a seizure and that was it. Right, right. So they basically jumped the gun on you. Correct. Okay. Well, you know, that's something that uh, our listeners can uh, kind of relate to, uh, cops jumping the gun. Have you received any type of apology or retraction from those on this show? No, I have not. Okay. Has anybody even tried to get a hold of you to get the rest of your story? No. Nothing at all. Am I correct on that? Yes, you are correct. Okay. You know, this just goes to show everybody, you know, how quick the cops have jumped the gun on there. Why do you think they said it was a drug overdose? I honestly have no clue, but what I do know is that I was found there in Springfield, and... They just showed up and took me to the hospital. Right, right. And, again, no apologies, right? They just jumped the gun and uh, said, hey, this is a drug overdose. How do you feel about that? Do you think uh, they said something like that because you're a biker? Or where would they get that kind of ideal? Honestly, I have no clue why they say that Mm -hmm. or went by that um they just said that that that's what they thought it was at the get-go 
at the get-go. So they didn't do any investigation, none of that good stuff. I don't believe so. Okay. Well, same old Leo type of stuff right there. How do you feel about uh, people throwing your picture out on the Internet not knowing what the hell went down? All I know is that I had the seizure, and I showed up at the hospital, and I was dismissed from the hospital like three days, about two days is all it was. Right. Well, you know, that just goes to my point, uh, especially these keyboard warriors on uh, the Internet who's, uh, you know, passing this picture around. I actually did an article about it this morning. You know, they don't know what the hell they're talking about. They don't know the situation of it. And going around passing somebody's picture out there that had a health problem, you know, making fun, hey, you know, drug overdose this, drug overdose that. And that's why it's important to get both sides of the story, people, because unless you have both sides of the story, you don't know what the hell you're, you know, you're really talking about. And that causes a lot of problems. And I know it's probably caused you a little heartache, hasn't it, Ryan? A a little bit. A little bit, (laughs) I can imagine. Uh, But, you know... I really appreciate you coming on, Ryan, and clearing all that up for us. And, again, you know, I hope everything uh, goes good with you with those seizures because I know how it is. And, you know, it's the worst thing in the world, uh, waking up not knowing where the hell you're going. Unless you have a seizure, you sure the hell don't know what people uh, go through that do have them. But uh, have your picture or having people going around talking about you on the Internet, not knowing what the hell they're talking about, it just confounds it even worse. And uh, has it caused you any, uh, you know, personal issues? Yes, but that's something that I'm trying to deal with myself because I know that I can do better than this. Right, right. Well, you know, we're all uh, hoping that you, uh, you know, push through this stuff. And personally, uh, you know, if I were you, I'd be uh, hopping on there with an attorney and stuff like that, getting your story out there. Because, if you know, if this can happen to you, this can happen to anybody out there. And it's, you know, it's about time that all this profiling and all that stuff, bikers, stops. And it's not going to stop until... Uh, we get out there and uh, fight for ourselves and, you know, turn the tide of all this stuff. But uh, is there any uh, lasting things that you'd like to say? That I wish that people could actually see what I have actually went through with my CBI and everything and constantly fighting to get the best that I can do for me. Okay. Great. Great. But, uh, you know what? We thank you for coming on the show and 
you know, I'll be keeping up with you. Like I said yesterday, I gave you my personal number, and if you're ever having troubles and stuff like that with uh, the seizures and stuff, give me a call, and, uh, you know, I'll always be there to talk with you and stuff like that. But, uh, again, we really appreciate you coming on, and I hope, you know, that you reach out to a good attorney. You know, I'd recommend Russ Brown. You know, they're great motorcyclist attorneys and stuff like that. And really, you know, hit back at these people because what they did to you and, you know, the emotional distress that they caused you afterwards by putting out what they put out and now it's all over the Internet with all the lies and stuff and it turns out you actually had a medical problem, you know, that's just, you know, hard to stomach. So I'd hope you really get out there and push back. I'm going to try to. Okay. All right, buddy. Uh, we appreciate you coming on and uh, telling us the story, clearing that up for us. And, again, hopefully everything works out for you. And, you know, if you need me, just give me a call. Will do, brother. Okay, man. Thanks a lot, buddy. We'll talk to you later. So, yeah, guys, uh, here's a guy who was having a seizure and next thing you know, he's on TV, one of them cops type of deals. And turns out he was having a seizure, not no drug overdose. So you can imagine what kind of, uh, you know, distress that he's been going through seeing his picture out there all over the Internet. And, you know, come on, guys, at least have some respect, you know, before you jump the gun and, you know, learn both sides of the story. That's why it's important that you know, to us at Insane Throttle to always get both sides of the story because unless you get both sides of the story, you know, you know you're blind. How the hell are you going to make a decision off of one side of it? Especially a cop story. Come on. You know, we all know how cops are with the bikers and stuff like that. But uh, you know, another subject I wanted to bring up and it actually came up this morning. I watched Popeye uh He's from Texas Biker Radio, and he brought up a great idea. You know, if you guys don't know who Popeye or OG is over at Texas Biker Radio, they're the go-tos on anything Waco. If you want to know something about Waco, what's going on with the lawsuits, uh, you know, with them about to dismiss everything... You know, I think it was, what, like 100 uh, cases they're looking to dismiss and stuff like that. Popeye's the go-to. You know, I see a lot of stuff on the Internet. Uh, people talking out of their right side of their ear or all that jive. He's the one you want to go to for the information. You know, he's taught a lot, taught us a lot over at Insane Throttle Biker News. He's out there fighting you know, everything that's going on out there with uh, the Confederation of Clubs and the group Offer One. But the ideal he brought up was the three-year anniversary of uh, Waco's coming up on May 17th. And for those that are just tuning in Motorcycle Madhouse that don't know what Waco is, it was the shooting at the Twin Peaks uh, restaurant. And quite frankly, just like uh, Popeye said today in his video, it was one of the biggest profiling cases in biker history. Nine people lost their lives in that shootout, and you're looking at over 177 bikers that were rounded up, arrested without any investigation, 
and the sh- the hell these people have been living in since that day because of Abel Reyna is just ludicrous. It's a day, actually, that everybody needs to burn in their heads. May 17th, 2015, burn that in your head. You know, Popeye suggested this morning that we should make May 17th National Anti-Biker Profiling Day. And I believe it's a hell of an ideal. A hell of an ideal. Because, quite frankly, me and tell us their thinking and all that good shit. No wonder it's a problem with the profile and all that stuff. You know, I know a law out in California just got passed uh, out of committee, so we're hoping that Double D and the Motorcycle Profiling Project's uh, doing a kick-ass job. He's out there busting his ass and stuff like that. So everybody, if you get a chance, go over to Double D's website, motorcycleprofiling, I believe, .com it is, and take a look if there's a survey on there you're going to want to fill you know fill out that survey but back to May uh, 17th I believe it's uh, you know what it's just an outstanding ideal you know to use that date for all of us in the biker community to remember what happened at Twin Peaks and you know I haven't talked to Popeye but I'm gonna but uh, maybe it's a good idea, and I think uh, Brian Duvell of uh, BIC actually recommended this uh, last week. We should get a rally out there going, man. We should just take over the whole town. You know, we do it at Sturgis, Daytona, Myrtle Beach. Hey, it's, maybe it's time to hit Waco and, you know, show just how organized that we can be. Besides uh, Twin Peaks, we already know about uh, the history of Waco and their law enforcement with uh, the 93 stuff with Koresh. So, a May 17th uh, a rally or, you know, a weekend, it would just be perfect, uh, you know, to show the authorities, hey, you're not going to get out of control, you're not going to get out of hand, we're going to fight back, and we're not going to take all this jive from you guys, and... You know, I just think it would be a perfect thing to do is get everybody together to remember not only the nine people that lost their lives, but also get people together and say, hey, enough's enough. 177 people arrested, give me a break without an investigation. Without an investigation. It's it's ludicrous. So if there's anybody out there that like... Uh, you know, to talk further about this, maybe we can uh, put our heads together and get a rally going there for around that weekend time and, you know, everybody show up, you know, put Sturges to shame since that's nothing but a corporate event any damn way anymore. So let's have us a real biker rally, you know, let's do it the real old school way. Uh, Another thing on keyboard warriors, as I call them, you know, and this is something that I put out this morning. There was a story yesterday uh, that came out through the mainstream press. 57 people uh, got arrested that were involved with the Aryan Brotherhood, the Aryan Circle, the Nazi Lowriders, 30 white boys in Texas. And I've been seeing a lot of stories going around on the internet uh, claiming, you know, well, the Cossacks and stuff like that had ties to them. 
and all that good shit, you know, coming up with all kinds of conspiracy theories. So, let me put a little of this in, uh, you know, perspective for you guys out there, you know, before you get out pounding on your uh, keyboards and trying to uh, make allegations that you don't have proof of. For one, motorcycle clubs, and this is the hard truth, especially in the one percenter world, are made up of mostly white guys. And the reality is, if they ever go down for something, they go into prison, they're going to get up hooked up with these uh, groups. That's just the way the game's played, because inside the joint, it's all about survival. And... To go out there and say, just because people did what they had to do in the joint, it came back on out of the street and, you know, the tie and trying to tie them to these type of groups, you're just doing the work for the feds. You know, I understand guys are, you know, supporters from one group or the another. Hey, that's cool. That's the way the scene's always been. But to actually go out there and try to make allegations and stir up shit, you know, what kind of crap is that? You know, we're having enough, you know, the Banditos, uh, Pike and Portilla are having enough hard time out in San Antonio for more cops to be poking around. It, it's ludicrous for all this shit to be on the internet. And if you don't think they, you know, the cops get their research from the internet, you know, I got something to sell you, trust me. So, let's get with facts. If, you you know, if people are going to talk, talk facts. Because if not, you're going to do nothing but hurt the motorcycle club scene as a whole. That's all you're doing. You might not think you're doing it. You might think you're helping your, you know, dominant club. But you're really not. You're just spreading bullshit. So, until it's proven, why talk about it? <laughs> really. But uh, I'm going to take a 30-second uh, break, and uh, when I come back, we're going to be talking, uh, and uh, actually not talking, we're going to take some questions. We're going to do some fun stuff from the audience. I got a couple questions people are uh, chatting in right now to me, so uh, I'll be back in about uh, 30. Are you looking to advertise your business on the internet? Well, do it with Insane Throttle Biker News. We have a businessman monthly ads package and a promotion service that'll knock you right out of there. $300 a month, you're going to receive a large banner on Insane Throttle's homepage, a banner on the Biker News page, as well as 30-second commercials on Motorcycle Madhouse. That's four total per month and a 30-second commercial on Biker Angle, and that's four times per month. And you'll also get a banner inside all Insane Throttle social media accounts and an article about your business that has reached to over 800,000 people per month on HarleyLiberty.com. And I'll even interview you. So if you're interested in advertising with Insane Throttle Biker News, go ahead and shoot us an email at info at InsaneThrottleBikerNews.com. Problem. People tell me I got a drinking problem. I seen your head. Yeah, well, what do you think you have? 
<laughs> Personally, I like it. I, I don't think I have much of a problem, but if everybody's telling me there must be something wrong here. Where do you live? I live in Manhattan. Well, my only and best suggestion to you would be... Yeah, well, you know, I always get complaints from the wife. You know, I'm coming around, kicking the dog upside down in the apartment, throwing shit around, busting things, you know? Is that normal behavior for you? Eh, uh, some... Well, I've always acted that way since I was young. I always had a bit of a temper. You know, I, some guy tells me in the street today I park a little too close to his car, I busted his jaw for him. I mean, I've always been high-wired like that, so I'm really not that... You know, that don't bother me, that shit. But, uh, you know, if they say I got a drinking problem, we may, we should check into it. Uh, you're, you're the key to it. Why don't you go to an AA meeting? Well, I don't think it's my drinking so much as my, you know, being high-strung. I'm, I'm level to throw down at the drop of a hat. You know, you piss me off one way, you go the other way. I put a shoe so far up your ass, I get really pissed off fast. You know, other than the fact, too, I... psychiatrist. Well, you know, other than the fact, too, I drink about a bottle and a half of Jack Daniels a day. I whack down a six-pack at night, you know, to calm my nerves. What's this temper of yours when you don't drink? Man, the tempers of my, my... My temper's always flaring like a pack of hemorrhoids. I'm all, I'm nutty. I'm a crazy kind of guy. Yeah, I can hear that. I'm always swinging at the fences. You know, you get in my way, I'll roll right over you. I'm sick. But you think there's a problem with the drinking, huh? Oh, I can't answer that. Only you can answer that. Eh, personally, I like myself. And uh, I'll tell you the truth, you're getting on my nerves. I don't think I need any help with anything. But uh, I'll talk to you later. Okay. Okay, see you later there. <laughs> you gotta love them jerky boys, man. You know, in the 90s, I remember when they came out, they used to uh, cause all kinds of uh, crap in the media and stuff like that. God forbid if they came back today, all the leftist liberals would be out there freaking screaming and crying, me too and this, me too and that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's become ridiculous. But uh, I got some uh, questions that uh, came in just now over the chat here. And I do thank uh, everybody for listening to the live shows. Next week, uh, Double Barrel's going to be joining me, and we're gonna actually going to have our reply to Brian Erlacher and Lollipop's interview. So that's going to be fun. <laughs> You'll also hear an undercover tape that we received uh, on April 1st of their interaction together. So, <laughs> I yeah, you'll be looking forward to that one. But uh, let's get uh, to some questions that you guys have been sending me. Uh, here's question number one. Do you believe one percenter clubs that are continuously at war with one another will able, ever be able to form a coalition in order to fight discrimination and build positive awareness of the life of a one percenter? Greg. Well, Greg, I don't know, buddy. You know, this is something that we've been pushing for at Insane Throttle, you know, hoping that the one percenter clubs uh, actually see the route that they're going is doing nothing but, you know, having the feds, you know, kick up a notch and kick all the stuff, you know, all the police profiling and, you know, basically what it does is, you know, come down to dick size and ego. And until that time when the clubs can put that aside and say, hey, this shit ain't, you know, cool, this is, you know, bringing more heat than it's worth... I don't think there's ever going to be, you know, a push for everybody to come to the table. And that's quite sad, actually. It, it really is. You know, I did an article one time uh, where I actually talked about Lucky Luciano and 
how he brought all the warring factions together because the guy knew that the more you fought, the more you got the government around you. I guess we haven't figured that out in the one percenter scene or in the biker scene. And until that time when they decide, you know, they want to come to the table, they want to put it, you know, all the bullshit past them, come together as one, you know, I don't see them doing any coalition and, you know, stuff like that. You got the COC, but that's not, you know, the main thing behind it. Uh, That's more of a legislative type of deal. But, yeah, it would be a good idea for a coalition to form. I know a lot of independent clubs out there have been... uh, you know, asking if there is one out there that they can join, come to the table where it's nothing about, you know, just about biking and brotherhood, uh, which would be a great ideal. You know, it would. Uh, it would stop a lot of the issues between clubs, I can tell you that. But hope I was able to answer that one good for you. Next question, have you ever met anyone in a one percenter club who wasn't a badass? Like you know, one percenter guys can fight, but have there been any case you've seen where like a guy becomes a hangaround, not really in the fighting, but still a real solid dude, keeps his mouth shut and otherwise displays a true brother mentality. A guy who would give the shirt off his back kind of guy for the club, but kind of a pussy, what would his chances be of prospecting or getting a patch? Actually, it's a pretty good doc. Uh, question, Daryl. You don't have to be a badass to be a part of a one percenter club. Everybody has their own personalities and their own, uh, you know, how can I say, gifts to bring to the club. And one of the biggest things you don't want to bring to a one percenter club is, how can I say this, uh, the perception of being a badass if you're not. You know, you just got to be who you are and if you're a good brother you're there for the club and you're interested in their mission statement their brotherhood statement whatever you want to call it I don't think you know what I don't think you're going to have a problem getting into one percenter club you just got to keep it real and you know keeping it real means don't be somebody you're not you know be you and that's the most any brother could ask of another one and if they can't accept you for being who you are even though you're giving them you know you're all then fuck them you don't need to be with them uh bishop question from a greenhorn i'm saving up for my first bike i grew up in connecticut when i was a child i used to see bikers everywhere patched and solo but i don't see that anymore where is the best place for someone like me to learn hands-on Well, if you're talking about learning how to ride a bike, you know, they got all those, you know, rider courses and stuff like that. Personally, I never got into it because I was all, you know, know, in the late, you know, 80s and 90s, they didn't have that kind of stuff. It wasn't really a big thing, so I learned on my own on dirt bikes and stuff like that. But if you're looking club-wise, the first thing I would tell you to do is go to an A-bait meeting. Uh, You know, A-bait is one of the best places that you'll learn to be a biker you know you have all kinds of cool old school you know scooter tramps out there that are willing to sit there teach you the whole nine yards about the lifestyle and 
you know, as far as clubs concerned, I join a riding club, especially with you being a greenhorn and stuff like that. You know, don't let the patch, you know, what? how can we used to say, get patch power or, you know, fame power, stuff like that. Everybody wants to throw on a patch and go out there and just uh, hit it. You know, that's not what you want to do. You you know, you, you're you doing it right by ask, you know, asking that kind of question. But what I would really do is join something like an A-bait club or, you know, uh, any kind of motorcycle, you know, profiling type of deal. Learn that way. You know, you don't have to go out, you know, these days you're right. It's hard to find club guys that actually sit down with you and, you know, talk with you. Because the generation's a lot different than when it was when I got into the scene. I grew up around guys that are, were from the Vietnam uh, veteran era. It was a whole different time period, whole different way of thinking. It is not, it's not like that anymore. It's truly not. And again, that's sad that it's not like that. But uh, yeah, that'd be the first place I would, you know, really look into is a bait or a riding club. And I think you you'll really get uh, steered in the right direction. And personally, I think stay independent. You know, having your independence is something that I realize being away from the club scene for a long time <laughs> has to be some of the best times of my life. <clears throat> we actually got <clears throat> uh, got back. Sorry about that. Got back uh, to partying, riding the bikes. Not having to deal with all the politics, not having to worry about looking over your shoulders, uh, because let's face it, you're in an MC, you're wearing a three-piece, and huh, even that don't mean much anymore. <clears throat> and that's what's sad, because uh, some of those traditions are really gone now, because they've been uh, watered down so much, even the one percenter patch. That's been watered down so much that uh, even the bigger clubs are getting away from it because it just brings too much heat to them. And it's a sad state of affairs out there right now. That's why, you know, go to better school, actually. You know, Pete's got his uh, group going on over there, and it's a real active group. Every morning you can see, you know, you can see the questions coming from uh, the moderators you can see everybody sitting there talking and you know it's not real life experience you know like you'd get on the street but there are guys in there that are club guys that actually sit there and talk to you about that kind of stuff so that's the best way I would uh, tell you to go ahead and uh, learn and uh, you'll you know actually Pete's gonna have his uh, live tonight on uh, Insane Throttle uh, Biker News' Facebook page and that's a question you might want to ask him, you know, because he takes questions from the audience, and it's a good show. And it's fun. I love the circus atmosphere. I love how people get involved, and I know Pete does too. So I'd hop on over there and take a look at uh, Better School and take a look at the Thursday Night Lives. If you don't see what you uh, want over there, we have a ton of videos over at Insane Throttle YouTube's channel right now and it's really becoming a popular channel and I want to thank you guys for all the help you've been giving us uh, with all the subscriptions and getting the word out on it 
but there's a lot of educational videos over there that you might want to check out and try and there's always you know the email or our hotline you to call our hotline and talk to us and uh you know we'll sit and give you time and all that stuff and try to answer the questions as best as we can uh but remember you know it's 2018 uh me and Pete's been out of the club scene for, you know, a couple years now, so give it a couple years and everything changes, so the angle that we're coming at you with is, you know, from an older school type of thinking, and, you know, hopefully, you know, it'll come back one day, or as the better school says, better, you know, old school plus new school equals better school, hey, which, you know what, if the biker community don't start evolving, and we're going to go the way of the dinosaurs. And just like the question that they put, you know, I just answered about one percenters coming to the table. They're going to have to evolve eventually. They really are. If not, they'll go the way to the dinosaurs. Because the way the country is changing, it's amazing right now the way the country is changing you know, that's eventually going to affect the biker community. Because, you know what, for example, when I came aboard uh, my first club in 93, it was unheard of except for maybe like the Blue Knights for cops to be wearing a three-piece patch. Before then, you didn't have all these cop clubs out there. You didn't have cops running around trying to act like us or, you know, trying to be something they're not. Everybody knew what side of the fence they were on and it worked out great it worked out brilliant until of course you had you know you know i don't even think it was shit sons of anarchy in 2008 i think it started happening uh with that american chopper and all the bike shows that discovery uh channel started putting on uh so that had to be shit 2002 the 2004 it had to be around that time so you know, things changed with them shows. We had uh, the the Rub Invasion, the Rich Urban Biker Invasion in the mid-90s. And them shows just ushered in a whole bunch of headaches for the biker community. It, it, you know, especially the club community. The club community is, you know what, if you can go back into a time machine and go through a lot of the old stuff that we went through, you wouldn't even recognize uh, the clubs if you went back uh, in time. You wouldn't. It, it was a whole different time period, a whole different set of rules and stuff like that. Back then, women didn't have any uh, say-so. <laughs> Trust me, in a, you know, in a club that I was in, you know, a woman kept her mouth shut. Nowadays, you got guys falling over themselves trying to inform the club what, you know, inform a woman what to do. And, you know, oh, I'm not, I'm sorry. <laughs> a woman trying to tell them what to do. That's bad. So, uh, things have really changed out there. And, you know, hopefully it gets back to uh, biking and brotherhood, partying, and... Hopefully the fights don't break out like they used to in the 90s, so we'll be on the lookout for that. Uh, it's just a different uh, type of biker now, and one of these days it'll get back. It'll right, it, you know, the ship will right itself, as I always say, but uh, 
tonight, again, Big Pete's going to be on Insane Throttle at 7 o'clock. That's Central Standard Time. If you haven't checked out our Instagram page, you're going to want to run over there and check it out. It's Insane Throttle Biker News, and we have our Baby of the Days on there. We have our Bike of the Days. Uh, actually, it's our Reader's Rides, and we've already had three put up. I know we put a post up, and we got over like 150, 200 submissions, so we're getting them up one day at a time, fellas. But there's three out there right now. And we also got the tattoo of the day. And I didn't I don't know if you know Insane Throttle Biker News actually has a tattoo page too. You can find the link on Insane Throttle's uh regular uh Facebook page. We also got the Twitter and again the YouTube. And uh we also got a group and I wanna thank uh those that are moderating it like uh Brian and Marcy and Kim. Uh it's called Gas, Ass, and Grass. That's where you can go to because I know a lot of people have been wanting me to post flyers for events and runs and poker runs and all that stuff on Insane Throttle. But that page is more for, you know, the news and the going-ons within the biker community. So Gas, Ass, and Grass is the place to post it, place to go. So, but today's topic motorcycle profiling let's get out there let's start fighting back if we don't start fighting back we're just gonna see it get worse and worse out there and think about uh helping out with uh you know popeye's ideal of uh, may 17th becoming a national day and like i said it would be a hell of a thing to have a rally down in uh, waco show those people what we're all about but until next time I'm uh, James Hollywood Machikari. It's a short show today. Uh, It's actually nice out. I'm going out for a ride right now after I get off uh, the the airways with you guys. So that's why it's kind of short right now. We don't have icicles uh, rolling down our balls in Chicago right now. So we got to take advantage as we can. Because, you know, we only got a couple seasons here now. It goes from winter to summer here instead of winter, spring, fall. You know, Mother Nature's all bucket screwed up that bipolar bitch but uh until next week uh, i'll be with uh double barrel like i said we'll be talking with uh about uh brian erlacher and uh give our response to him uh you know howdy doody as i call his ass but uh i'll talk to you later guys hi this is james hollywood machikari host of the biker angle over on insane throttle's new youtube channel Take a second and come over and check out the new channel with shows like The Boss with Peter Big Pete Jones and my show The Biker Angle. The new Insane Throttle YouTube channel is focused on everything biker where we take on the tough issues facing the biker community and rally and event coverage as well. Come join in the crazy conversations, put your two cents in, so put that damn beer down and get over to Insane Throttle and subscribe. Shit! Get the prospect busy and make them hit that subscribe button for you. Just subscribe. You won't regret it. www.youtube.com backslash C backslash Insane Throttle. Be there. And thanks for joining us on the Motorcycle Madhouse today. It was a great live show. Hope you guys had fun. Don't forget to go over and subscribe to YouTube where the boss and the biker angles always over there right on clockwork every Sunday and Thursday. And don't forget the Thursday night Facebook lies with Big Pete, the author of The Last Chicago Boss. 
and head over on to the Instagram page for Insane Throttle Biker News and you'll see the baby of the day, bike of the day, and the tattoo of the day. So with that, I am out of here, fellas. Introducing the amazing iPhone XS you'll love on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. It's the perfect way to stay connected to those you heart most. Fall in love with iPhone XS on T-Mobile. And right now, trade in an eligible iPhone and you'll save $300. Visit a store or call 1-800-T-MOBILE. If you cancel service, remaining balance is due. Qualifying service and finance agreements required. $279.99 down plus $30 per month times 24. Full price $999.99. 0% APR for well-qualified buyers plus tax on full price. Allow eight weeks for rebate. What's in store this holiday at your local Staples? Gifts and packages shipped with care. So you can relax in knowing they'll soon be there. Now at Staples, you get 15% off UPS shipping services and 15% off all shipping supplies. Plus, Staples is open seven days a week. So you can ship around your schedule this holiday. And still get everything out in time while spending less. Staples, there's a whole lot in store this holiday. Exclusions apply. In-store only. See associate for details. Ends 12-29-18.